Welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast, featuring interviews with health and wellness professionals empowering you to take control of your health and happiness. Feel better, look better, and live better today by subscribing right now for new episodes every week. The Wellness Plus Podcast is brought to you by wellnessplus.tv and made possible by the generous donations of Psyche Truth Patreon supporters. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Rachel, and I'm joined today by Alexander Rybczynski of Primal Fusion Health. He is a personal trainer, and he is also a Czech practitioner level four, a holistic lifestyle coach level three, neurosomatic therapist, licensed massage therapist, and he is here today to talk to us about athletic performance and how a Czech practitioner can help you to make gains in your athletic performance that you maybe never even thought were possible. So Alex, thank you so much for joining me on the program again. I'm so glad to have you back. Yeah, my pleasure. So I was hoping in this session you could talk a little bit about Paul Czech and the, um, I guess, sequence involved in becoming a Czech practitioner and then how that can be valuable for people who are looking to improve their athletic performance. Um, uh, yeah, so um, Paul Czech is a just a guy with a ninth grade education. He's, he had to stop school in ninth grade, and he's just been going from trades, um, from mechanics to uh, learning how to be a faller, which is someone that cuts down gigantic trees, which is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from racing cars to joining the the um, the U.S. Uh, boxing team and fighting his way onto the team, and then coaching the people on the team into being better boxers and, and healthier boxers with a, um, and then they kept asking, what are you doing? And then you want to be a physical therapist. And so all these things have prepared him for what he is today. Mm-hmm. And he would just find needs for whatever is not happening and not necessarily putting a parameter around what he does. Mm-hmm. And so just because someone has defined, this is how you do it. Well, that's not always the case, you know? Right. Um, so he's just kind of one of those individuals that, he always says, don't believe me, try it. He's like, if you don't believe me, and you shouldn't believe me, try it, see if it works. And it probably does, you know? (laughs) And so, but that's the idea is you don't want to just take someone's word for it. Mm -hmm. Like you want to experiment on yourself and try because if you're doing the same thing, what is the definition of insanity? You know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You know, so many people just do the same thing, but... Mm Or with some variation, thinking that they're going to get much change, and sometimes they just don't. So he's just kind of one of those individuals that really practices what he preaches, and that's kind of what's been off in the industry. Like when I when I worked as a personal trainer, I would just I'm thinking, okay, well these guys are here ten hours a day, you know. Okay, well then they have to exercise. So I'm thinking, well that's two hours. Okay, well then they have to find time time to eat. Okay, well, that's, you know, an extra hour. Well, that's 13 hours already. Well, okay, well, when are they going to spend time with their family? Well, that's, what, three hours? If That's not including drive time. And so I'm calculating mm-hmm. all these things going, mm-hmm. when do they live their dream? Right. You know? And they're exhausted. And when do they sleep? Because I see they're, you know, they come back and, hey, I'm spent all night out. Well, when do you sleep? When do you actually practice what you're telling your clients to do? Mm. And then you wonder why your clients aren't doing it because you're not doing it, Right. And so when you're looking at it from that aspect, Paul is an example of someone that exercises, goes to bed on time, takes care of himself, meditates, mm-hmm. you know, someone that really practices doing inner work and constantly is getting better. That's what he just teaches us, all of his Czech practitioners. 
Okay. So, um, yeah, he's a quite an interesting human being. Yeah. And being able to draw from all of those different experiences, I think really speaks to, uh, you know, what you're saying, which is that whatever we endeavor to do, it's a very individual experience. Mm -hmm. And so thinking that you could have one person and have them go through all the exact same motions as another person, and they're going to automatically get that same result is really not what ends up being realistic. So that idea that you're really individualizing your approach to where people are at and what they really need and Mm -hmm. kind of seeing those areas where something's missing or whatever, um, that you really have a a well-rounded approach rather than just a kind of connect the dots approach. Yeah, I mean, one thing that blows the cookie cutter thing out of the water is something called biochemical individuality, which literally tells you that no one's the same. Like Mm -hmm. it just shows, well, a stomach could look like a stomach you see on a chart or a stomach could just droop or a stomach could be longer or, or a colon could not follow the, you know, the ascending transverse descending pattern, which is up across and down. You know, it could go inwards a little bit on the, on the ascend or it can drop on the, on the transverse or, you know, so no one's Mm -hmm. the same. And you have like three different types of, um, acromion variations, and you have hip different hip sockets lengths depths femur lengths shin uh, tibia lengths and mm. so that changes the way the the body could be loaded and just because everyone you know has the same flesh and bones doesn't mean everyone's the same or the mechanics can be loaded the same mm. right and so when you have when you observe all these patterns you have to be able to understand well is this person just have restrictions or do they need to be loaded differently or are they just have different stress that, for, for example, you can have so much stress in your life that it shuts down certain functions, like people that will eat gluten too much and all of a sudden they'll, they'll get leaky gut, mm. and um, which, which food passes the gut barrier, and so then it gets into your system and now your body's constantly attacking it because the immune system picks it up. And so what ends up happening is you are allergic to that food right. forever. Right. So just and and what happens is also is there's something called guilt by association. Right. So if you're eating the blueberry muffin every day for 40 years and you're severely gluten intolerant or at least let's say glyphosate and all the traditional commercialized gluten that we have nowadays mm-hmm. um, and then you have blueberries leaking through. Well, now your body's going to attack blueberries. Wow. Even though most people almost I don't think anyone I've seen is allergic to blueberries or any kind of berries right Interesting. and so you're looking at now you've polluted your gut enough to the point where you can't even eat certain foods so mm-hmm. now you have to be really creative and like look in other parts of the world things like that to what kind of food have i not introduced into my system mm-hmm. right so then no one really with traditional go to the grocery store type mentality is going to be able to help you right because right. they're going to say the same thing follow these macros this is what happens well, that's not true, you know? Right. You know, if gas is gas and, well, diesel is a type of fuel, right? But if you put diesel into a gasoline car, it won't work, mm-hmm. right? And vice versa. Right. And um, people are like that, except in a car, the diesel will never change, right? The, ga- the fuel type will never change. Mm-hmm. But in a human being with enough stress and adaptability, you will require different fuel, right? Interesting. Biochemically, it all is the same, but... As a whole introduction, as you're introducing, it has to be different. Right. And then the context of your body and how well 
it handles that food or how well it can um, digest or detoxify depending on what you're eating. I think it's so fascinating that, um, you know, we are in a discussion of athletic performance. And one of the first things that you mention is actually our gut health, the foods we're eating, this kind of concept that there can even be something um, with more depth than the uh, just this is healthy or this mm -hmm. is unhealthy, that you're also looking at, well, how does your specific body respond to those foods? Mm -hmm. Or maybe over years and years of eating, how you've conditioned your body to respond to certain things. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of speaks to... Um, this approach of athletic performance, you know, which we think a lot is really just the physical and movement piece actually is equally important on uh, just that one little first step of the nutrition mm -hmm. and how you're taking care of your body before you even get to the gym or get to your workout. Yeah. I mean, I've been coaching this, the one, uh, this, this, uh, player that used to play in the NFL and I've been coaching for, I don't even know, maybe a year now on and off. And recently, the more he's digging into himself, he came back recently. He says, I haven't been doing any body work, but I've never felt my hamstrings so supple. Mm. And, you know, we had to find the word because it wasn't loose. It wasn't relaxed. It was just like, I don't feel tension there anymore. Yeah. So the more he works on himself, the more he actually achieves in performance mm. without doing anything different. Yeah. So you achieve those athletic gains. Maybe it's not necessarily lifting more weight or working out harder or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's addressing these other aspects of your health. And then that actually manifests in you're faster, you're stronger, mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. I mean, look at, look at the professional athletes that wind up on the news just because they're big and strong, but they're, if they're unstable mentally mm -hmm. or emotionally, well, they can't play their sport because they'll be jailed or fined or kicked off the team. Mm. Right. So it's, it's stability is holistic stability, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Mm -hmm. But most people pay attention to the physical, you know? Just because being emotionally unstable got you into the boxing ring doesn't mean it'll keep you there. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it'll give you the performance and the sustainability to stay there. So most people you'll see through high school that are gifted athletes through college and then all of a sudden making the NFL and they're injury prone and mm. they're just, they can't play more than a couple games and, you know, they lose their career. Yeah. And... It all comes down to someone's missing a piece and mm -hmm. they just keep getting the same thing fed to them until the system can't support it anymore. Mm -hmm. So we, sometimes we have to take load off of right. a human being. Interesting. So I guess if you could kind of go through those pieces, so to speak, or those components, mm -hmm. um, and then we kind of had the... Um, approach of looking at Paul Check and how being a Czech practitioner relates to those things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that um, <laughs> is a, maybe something you can address or maybe lay out the different components of what that means. Well, Paul teaches a 1 through 10 approach, and you'll find that out for the people that show up to his course. But he goes through a um, – he, he follows a four-doctor model, quiet, diet, movement, and happiness. So if, if there's one thing that's out of alignment – they're going to flow into the others mm. guaranteed. And so as just because, you know, just because, uh, you're maximizing one of them, it's going to deplete the others and the others are make up the other elements and make up your body and your mind and kind of fit into that holistic model of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Mm. And so if you don't, or if you overemphasize one, you start to burn out in any case, or you spin your wheels or you become too sedentary or you become overweight depending on which element you're 
working with or mm -hmm. overdoing, right? Um, and so he follows that kind of systemic balance. But then through each one of them, they just kind of branch out. And through the physical, there's there's so many. You know, we do orthopedic assessments from the eyes to the shoulders to the, you know, ruling out, is it a torn labrum? Is it a bicep tendonitis? Is it, you know, ro rotator cuff injury? Is it, is it a, is it torn? Is it partially torn? And then, mm -hmm. oh, well, he failed a couple tests. Well, now is a good time to go get an x-ray and MRI. Because people come in, they say, I don't know. Right. And then, so we have to figure out if they need to go get a prescription to go get this MRI, because depending on who they are, you can, re you can rehabilitate a torn labrum through tedious work. Mm. But that takes a lot of responsibility on the client, right. um, which is great if you find those, right? Mm -hmm. But when you, um, but a lot of people don't have that time. They don't have that patience mm. and enough um, uh, willpower in order to achieve that, to be able to continually stabilize your shoulder versus getting it surgically repaired. If it's complete, if like a slap tear, which goes from anterior to posterior all the way across, and it's very unstable. Um, so people just get it replaced or get it surgically done and then you rehabilitate them okay. after the surgery, right? Um, that's only the shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. the, I mean, <laughs> right. And then we go, we go through every joint in the body. We look at the eyes, we look at the hearing, we look at kind of want to back up and say, Paul has a totem pole. Okay. Right. And that the top is your psyche, your soul, your yin and your yang. And then below that is your breathing and below that is your... Uh, your jaw, and then kind of goes down all the way to the slave joints, which are your spine and your hips and your legs, right? Everything that's not essential to survival. Mm. Um, because if you're not breathing, you're dead. If you can't eat, you're dead. Right. If you can't see your environment, you're probably going to die in, 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 in a life or death situation or like in survival situation. Like if right. an animal loses its sight, it's probably not going to see anyone coming. If you can't turn your head, you're probably not going to see anything coming, right? If your emotions are unstable, right, you're not going to be able to assess the situation, be able to put things under control and then respond appropriately. Right. And then if your organ, like what happens when people go in a coma, they keep their organs alive, not their tissue, right? So you look at the organ health. And so each organ also correlates to si different systems in the body, different musculoskeletal structures. And so when you're looking at um, uh, someone's organ health or someone's physical health, their body, right? And you don't look at their organ health, well, you could just be adding organ stress until that organ completely can't handle it anymore and it'll mm -hmm. shut down the body. And then there's no rehabilitation for that body anymore until you address the organ. Right. And the organs hold all, a mess of things. Mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole, not only it's physical job, but it's emotional and mental job, okay. which um, would be a little long to get into. But they do have every the organ and everyone. Okay, but that'd be a very interesting podcast yeah. down the line. Yeah. Um, but so, so Paul teaches you how to look at all these things. And so he takes a collection of um, the world's knowledge and synthesizes it in a way that's applicable. Applicable? Applicable. Yeah. Uh, to people. And then so when you start putting people through certain tests and you start seeing, you know, someone's liver pop up on one and two and three and four and five tests, you're like, okay, well, I know they came in with, you know, shoulder prop, shoulder pain or neck pain, but it could be coming from an organ. Mm -hmm. And if it shows up on, you know, six different tests, seven different tests, 
we should probably investigate that. Right. And then you look at different protocols because this is just the physical. Then you look at, well, does someone need to be cleansed? Does someone need to be, are there parasites? Are, is, there, is there something with their diet? Are they putting in something on their hair for their shampoo? Or someone eats really clean, but then they go and put all this toxic sunscreen or toxic lotions all over their skin, which mm. permeates through the skin, and then your liver has to process. So then all these things that you indirectly aren't thinking it has to do with food has right. to do with your feeding your body anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's kind of how the approach works. And it's like, okay, well, here's, here's the totem pole, you know, check from the top down and then address the problems from the top down while you're looking at everything that they're doing in their life. Right. We have, I mean, one of my Every intake paperwork is like 150 to 200 pages of papers wow. for for initial intake. And it's a lot, but at the same time, that's why we, we help people. Mm-hmm. That's why we get down to the bottom. And people, our, our, our job is to get people to not come back to us, which doesn't seem right, <laughs> but I've done the math. You know, if I, if I only see, let's say, if I only work about 1,000 hours a year, that means if I see a new person every day for one hour, which is unrealistic, to help someone in one hour, Mm. and have them move on. Right. That means I can only, and Austin has an, over a million people in it, but let's just say, let's say a million, make it easy. Yeah. Right? So there's going to be, there's going to need to be, what, 100,000 of me? No, 10,000 of me doing the exact same work to service just Austin. Mm. Not the world, not the United States, just Austin. Right. Right? At the same capacity and level of if I saw someone for an hour and then they were better and they never had to see me again. Or maybe once a year, mm-hmm. you know, you know, mm-hmm. but you still resolve their problems so that they're not having to come back, you know, every yeah. week or whatever for a prolonged period. Yeah. It's creating an independent relationship, not a codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's what Paul really teaches. Not only, and then that doesn't only reflect through your coaching, it reflects, ref, <clears throat> reflects in your personal life too. You know, cause if you have a partner, you don't want to be codependent on your partner, mm-hmm. right? Because that's not a relationship. That's, that's a mommy and daddy you know, that someone's taking care of the other one. And that's mm-hmm. not, you're not bringing 50% into the relationship. So we also look at personal relationships. We also look at, well, what, what's going on in someone's personal life that could be attributing to someone's physical pain or their mm-hmm. lack of performance, which if anyone's had back pain or knee pain or shoulder pain or elbow pain, and it won't go away, it could be coming from a mental, emotional problem Mm. that could be occurring either from relationships or personal struggles or not being able to wrap your mind around a certain complex topic or you're in in an ethical crisis or your moral crisis you don't know what to do Mm. and that and that all that mental stress creates emotional stress that you try to over exercise Mm. it out because then you feel exhausted and you feel freedom for a second right but that doesn't solve the problem because it's still cultivating yeah right because we can run out of food, but we have an infinite potential of emotional and mental thoughts mm-hmm. until we die, right? right? Until we, but we, then we no longer have a physical body. We don't worry about the physical pain anymore. So we try to keep people on here so they can keep growing physically, mm-hmm. right? Because that's everyone's path is right. to learn new experience and grow because what else is the point of life, you know? I always tell people, what if you took all your stress out of your life? What would that be? What would your life look like if you took all your stress out? Um, It would be very unlifelike. (laughs) It would be boring. And then you would create problems for yourself Mm. just to solve them. Right. And that's the, not the yin and the yang, but like almost the paradox of life. Yeah. When things get too easy, you find things to make it harder. 
Interesting. Yeah, like when the weight gets too easy on a bar, you add more. Mm-hmm. You don't stick to the same weight. Yeah. Some people do, but then they increase their mental s- stress by working more. Right. You know, or they increase, you know, their relationship stress by really getting to deep, deep-seated issues between them and their partner, right? Mm. And so it just there's always a level of growth in someone's life, whether it be learning the hard lesson or working through a hard lesson. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you're on a path where you don't have the tools to work with mm-hmm. what you're going through, then it becomes, now you're just struggling. You're kind of sitting in a pool of emotions that are stuck. And that's, yeah. I always use the analogy of, have you ever seen those videos where they put a brick in like a dryer? No. It's actually a beautiful analogy for people's emotions. So emotions are energy in motion. Well, when they get stuck in the body and they aren't moved through, like when people are angry and they don't scream or they don't yell or they don't curse because they don't give themselves the, uh, the allowance to do that because that's not how people are supposed to act. Mm-hmm. Well, how are we supposed to act? You know, right. you know how society wants us to act, right? But to let all this stuff out, to be our animal selves, you know, you gotta, you gotta move this energy through. So when you put a brick into a... Uh, dryer that spins, mm-hmm. what happens is it tears the outside apart until the whole thing does not work anymore. Wow. Yeah. So I shouldn't try this at home. No. <laughs> Don't, and I mean, it happens with clothes. Like if you ever overstuffed the, the dryer or the washing machine, right. starts shaking the thing across because it can't balance itself. Yeah. Well, as it tosses the brick one way, well, it's still spinning. It hits the other side. It's going to toss it back and it has this chaotic cycle. Yeah. Well, that's what happens in the body. And so the energy just doesn't have anywhere to go because mm. we contain it. Right. Because right. when, when is when someone, how many of your friends that you know that are when, when they're mad go, <sighs> no, they usually bite their teeth and right. just hold it in. And then you like, <sighs> and then you're like kind of hyperventilating yourself and only like compounding yeah. that frustration you were feeling yeah. by then like not actually breathing. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting how the kind of like mental reaction of, you know, fear, anger, frustration kind of like perpetuates that very frustration by mm-hmm. causing that shortness of breath and everything gets really tense. Yeah. And and so the beautiful thing about the Czech program, and so they have the Czech practitioner side, which is the mostly the physical side until you get to level four, then it becomes purely metaphysical, mm. right? Because then you have to, you we've, we've covered the whole body. Right. Then there's the extra. And then, and then holistic lifestyle coach on the other side, there's three levels prepares you for level four. Okay. Right? So you learn about different religions. You learn about different belief systems. You learn about how people react. You learn about different values, memes. You learn about people's social structures and where they fit in, where they they actually fit in versus where they think they fit in versus mm-hmm. what they think about themselves, where they fit in. You know what I mean? It, it gets very mm-hmm. deep because a human being has many layers. And so, um, and the beauty of this program is it teaches you not only how to address other people, is through the holistic lifestyle coaching side, it teaches you how to address your own self. Because mm-hmm. the first first one is working with yourself. Right. And then it's working with clients, and then it gets deeper into working with yourself and clients. Yeah. And then the and then the exercise coach through the check practitioner side, it's it's you could apply this as a coach, but you could also apply this to yourself. And you mm-hmm. should. You always should. Right? Mm-hmm. Or else how do you know it works? Right. And so when you look at all these different physical structures, you know your asymmetries, do the exercises, oh, this does work, or maybe I'm just not doing it right. And then you get coached, and you're like, wow, I was really doing this really wrong. And then and there's always just this minutia that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it's kind of split. Like I was saying, this is the the holistic lifestyle coaching is the what, what water should you drink? Kind of like if you've ever read Paul's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. It talks about you know how to move, how to how to breathe, and how what foods to eat, what sources to get them from, mm-hmm. versus the practitioner side is purely core dysfunction. Let's address it. Breathing dysfunction. Let's address it. You know, uh, from the legs down. Okay, well, is the IT band tight? Length tension tests, infant development testing. Then it's stage two would be like her, someone has a herniated, your client has a herniated disc, stenosis. How do you train this person without further injuring them? How do you actually right. get them back into, you know, working order? Because this doesn't always apply to athletes, but if you're a recreational flag football player and you herniate your disc, well, you have to come home and you don't get paid for playing flag football. You have to still go to your job mm. and put money on the, put get money to put food on the table for if you have kids and put right. clothes on their backs. And so you're trying to do something for fun and getting hurt, but you don't know how to take care of it. Well, now people go on disability, yeah. you know, and they lose what two thirds of their income or depending on what their insurance pays out or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then it goes to the shoulder and the neck and the eyes because we're, it's working its back way backwards through the totem pole, except exercise coach, which addresses breathing and core function, which is essential. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of get into, okay, well, this is, you know, the legs and this is the, the back. And then we go to the shoulders and neck, which is the top, mm-hmm. right? And then we go into the subconscious. Right. So it almost seems like working backwards through the totem pole is the practitioner side. And then what do you do with all this information? Not, a set, not like analyzing and breaking down the, the practitioner side because they're mm-hmm. kind of two different things. But he gives you the tools, and then you have to do your homework to put it all together and make sure you can configure it. And then that's why he has the Czech, the Czech Academy, which, which integrates um, uh, coaching and teaching with mentorships. Mm-hmm. So they have like mentorship calls. People ask questions and things like that. So that way, if you're like, hey, I don't understand how this applies to this. Right. And then they'll talk you through it. Okay. Versus before, they didn't have that. And you're just kind of like racking your brain hoping right things fit together and they do it's it's really bizarre how you just kind of like go day by day and then one day you get it and, you're, and then it, you can't unlearn it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then you see it everywhere right and but that's kind of the beauty of his system he teaches gives you a lot of tools to work with right. and he goes just pick some whoever your client is pick some you know and he has chiropractors physical therapists osteopaths personal trainers massage therapists attend his program because even if you're not working with people and I've had people ask me, well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not a coach. What do I do? But I have the willingness to learn, but mm-hmm. I don't have the willingness to go out and train people. And I go, well, learn for yourself. And what you're in an industry that's fitness or, or health-related, mm-hmm. you know, you sit behind a desk, or maybe you're a salesperson. Well, you'll be able to see all these dysfunctions in people and at least be able to tell them where they need to go, yeah. you know? So that way they're not just stuck. Mm-hmm. You, 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 yeah. And so, yeah. And just that whole piece of, you know, growing your own knowledge and your, um, you know, intuition, so to speak, that like you said, you bring that into then all of your relationships. So even if you're not a formal coach working with athletes, your friends, your family, your coworkers that Mm -hmm. you're around all the time, um, and like who has ever worked in an office environment where people weren't complaining about oh, like the shoulders mm-hmm. or the carpal tunnel types of things. So you can see where 
you know, that knowledge, that information would be so valuable in a yeah. setting like that, that you even like walk over to a coworker and show them, mm-hmm. well, hey, have you sat this way or raised your yeah. chair up a little bit or, you know, yeah. those little tiny nuances that really can make such a big difference. Yeah. Um, and you really can see how that can go in and apply in so many different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you originally, I guess, learn about Paul Check? Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, the sequence of events that has led you to become a Czech practitioner. It's funny because I tell the story a lot because it's the most bizarre, synchronistic way that I've spent a ton of money with no understanding of what I was getting into, <laughs> but trusting that the universe was guiding me. Yeah. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. So I was working at a gym, like a big box gym, and this guy came to work, uh, Jason, came to work for about, I think he worked there for three months. And so I thought I was, you know, training came really easy to me. All these concepts make sense. My dad's an engineer. He can see things in three dimensions in his head. And I'm like, oh, that's how I see people. I can pull things apart. I can take things off. I'm like, oh, there's a bone. I'm layer the muscle. Okay. If you turn the bone this way, here's what the muscles do. Oh, that makes sense. Why that does that. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, I got all this training stuff down. So I thought I was a hot shot. And then, and then I see him doing a, actually just on a foam roller, extending and rotating over a foam roller. And I go up to him, I'm like, dude, you're going to hurt yourself. And he goes, why? I go, I don't know. It just seems like you would hurt yourself. Well, he goes, well, if my spine moves in this direction, why would I hurt myself? And I didn't have an answer. So I was like, okay, well, where'd you learn all this stuff? And then so he's like, it seems like, he's like, I learned from Charles Poliquin, which is no longer here, but he still has tons of great information, and um, which Paul references. Mm-hmm. And he says, Paul, check. And I go, okay, well, tell me about the two, because I've, I've never heard of them. So he goes, well, Charles Poliquin works with you know, Olympic athletes, professional athletes, does a lot of supplementation, and... I'm reflecting back on my days. Well, when I was 18, I started bodybuilding and using supplementation and playing summer professional football. And and then as I I got hurt before I was going to try out for another team. And then so it took me a year. No, I take that. That was for my shoulder injury. It took me, I think maybe six, three to six months to recover from that and like get back into lifting mm-hmm. um, intensely. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'll take supplements after I plateau. And I just kept my eating habits good and, and just take, took care of myself and mm-hmm. just exercised. And I was like, I haven't plateaued yet. <laughs> and so, and that's before I met Jason, right? And so he's uh, telling me, well, um, some, when he told me about that, I'm like, that doesn't interest me. Um, so he's like, well, tell me about Paul Check. So he's like, okay, well, he's a holistic-minded individual. He talks about diet and spirituality and, you know, he, he goes deep into orthopedic assessments and uh, infant development patterns. I'm like, well, it sounds like he has, a, he works with a lot more tools and that just unconsciously, I was like, you know what, I want, I want to try that. Yeah. So I looked his website up and I just bought $5,000 worth of his stuff. I bought Exercise Coach, I bought um, HLC1 and I think I bought Golf Biomechanics and I'm just like, well, 
and his correspondence courses to get into exercise coach and HLC one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just on a whim. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, what are you doing? Like, you should probably save this money. And I was just like, just on a hero's journey yeah. where I'm like, nope, this feels right. Mm-hmm. You know, my body feels aligned with my mind and this, I don't know where this is going to go, but I can't say no to this opportunity right now. Yeah. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to, right. you know, despite the criticism. And so the first DVD I popped in on back training um, with scientific back and, and his core conditioning just like solved so many questions that I had that every time I ask a teacher or like an instructor, they would just be like, oh, well, don't worry about that. I'm like, no, but there's something behind there. Mm-hmm. There's something there that's making this happen. Right. You know, why, aren't, why isn't anyone investigating this? Well, it was like a jigsaw piece, a jigsaw puzzle that was like a thousand pieces, but you're missing 500 of them, you know, and you're kind of like, well, I kind of see what this picture looks like, but I would like to see the full picture. Right. And so all of a sudden you like lift up a couch cushion. You're like, holy cow, there's 200 of them. You're still missing 300, you know, and it, right. the, the puzzle never gets completed. You complete a thousand, well, it turns into a 2000 mm. and then you have to keep searching and then you know, for the amount of information there is to know about the universe and how people act and where we're from and yeah. how we function and how how energy functions and miracles occur or what we label as miracles when it really could just be manifestation or an energetic, you know, healings mm-hmm. or recreate. It just it just goes into you know however however people describe it as. How do we describe that? Right. You know, like on a quantum physics level, they've kind of understood how its energy is chaotic but back to the puzzle piece so when i when i when i saw the when i when i first saw the video i was like this is why i'm watching this this is why i'm doing this and it kind of blew my mind and then so the more i got into it i was like i can't stop and then um i think when i got to cp check practitioner level one someone was like oh paul check is probably gonna I, i had a friend who was a check level three in chicago and he was like he's like yeah paul told us he's gonna you know, fall off the face of the earth and go draw, do art in the mountains one day. And I'm just like, well, I got to finish this before he does because I don't want to hear it from anyone else's mouth. I want right. to hear it from his mouth. So I worked hard to get to HLC2, which I met Paul, and then HLC3, where I was with Paul, and then CP4, where I met Paul, and I was with Paul all day. Mm-hmm. And I did his Quadrant 4 mastery course, and and uh, now we coach them and, wow. you know, one of his level 4s, which is, you know, his level 50, under, low, under 50 of them, probably in the world. Goodness. And so, and I'm currently the youngest. And um, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some other bright people that beat me to, beat me in that. But there's been younger, like Paul Check's son was 18 when he became a level four. Wow. But I'm saying I'm currently the youngest okay. that's around. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but I just couldn't, I couldn't stop until I understood Mm-hmm. the system because most people stop because you have to turn in case studies at level two because you don't get accepted until Paul allows you to move on. Wow. And he only has a handful of students like my level four was six people. Okay. Yeah. And three of them were instructors and myself and someone else are a mentor. And then someone else was a trainer, you know, mm-hmm. that just like worked their way up and just patiently kind of climbed the ladder. Right. And so it wasn't like there was like 50 people or 200 people or there's less than 10 people there, mm-hmm. you know, and we got, we get deep into what's going on and it's 10 hours a day and we, you know, we take breaks for food and we all meditate together and he shows us different things. So it was just, you know, I'm very, um, very, uh, grateful for my stubbornness yeah. to be able to push through despite the, 
all of the, you know, the obstacles. Right. Um, but yeah, it was because of this one guy, Jason, <laughs> Very that said something. Yeah. And then he stopped working there and we're still friends. We still talk. Actually, we still, we, I just talked to him a couple of days ago. Interesting. And I, and I told him that story a couple of years ago and he was yeah. just like, well, cool. Hey, now I get to be in your story every yeah, time you yeah. tell this. That's cool. Yeah. And, and he's the most <laughs> humble guy because he was just like, oh, cool. I'm glad I helped. Yeah. I'm, he's like, and actually how he responds was, I'm glad you did something with what I offered. Yeah. You know, because he's a wealth of information, but he's, he's more of like a dilettante archetype where he's a jack of all trades. He learns and he's like, ah, I think I got what I need out of this. Mm. And then he goes and learns something else because he doesn't dive, doesn't really dive deep into one subject because he right. doesn't have the time. He's a stay at home dad. He's, you know, crushes it with um, at being a dad and, and um, uh, seeing only so many clients that he can see. Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, I learned about grip strength, then I can just use my own mind to interpret what's going on. And if I need more, I'll go find more. And he's a right. really diligent student. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he was the one that sent me onto this. Yeah. And I think it also kind of speaks to something you were talking about earlier, like following your heart and following your intuition and that um, the more that we have this, um, you know, connection to our bodies, as they say, but this um, just idea that we um, are going to listen to those, you know, kind of maybe quiet voices or quiet, you know, impulsions that we feel Mm -hmm. to try something new or learn something new. And then I totally know what you mean, that feeling when you discover answers to questions that you have been asking for so long and people told you that there weren't any answers or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then you finally discover that and it's just like this amazing Mm -hmm. feeling, like the iconic light bulb going off Mm -hmm. kind of a feeling. Yeah. Um, And I I never want to um, discourage other modalities. But why I emphasize Paul's is because once you learn the system, or at least a lot of his system, I think everyone should go through that holistic lifestyle coaching side because not only can you apply it to your, <clears throat> not only can you apply it to yourself, but you mm-hmm. can apply it to the people that you know and you love. And if you apply it to yourself, people are going to ask you questions. Yeah. So you're going to indirectly help other people, even right. if you're not a coach. You're coaching, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and kind of what you're talking about. The hero's journey is the Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. You know, George Lucas is Star Wars. I think George Lucas was a student of Joseph Campbell's. Yeah. And this, that whole, the whole series was created because of the, around the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And I think every successful movie re- spirals around the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And then people, because people identify with that because everyone goes through a, hero, a hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And some, something else that people should watch on Netflix is the, um, it's by Joseph Campbell, um, Power of Myth. Oh, yeah. It's a six-part series. Mind-blowing. It's amazing. I've watched it maybe four times all the way through, and mm-hmm. I learn something new every time. Yeah. Under different contexts, and then I go investigate something else. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, that, well, that's what I was saying. So I don't, I don't discourage other people's modalities, but what I've noticed is when you look at things from such a broad point of view, but you can narrow it really quickly, mm-hmm. I notice that when you start adding other things, they don't really fit into the puzzle. They fit, but they cause their own problems. Mm. And so that doesn't mean that they'll never work, right? Just because you have a specialty wrench doesn't mean a car won't pull into your shop that may need that wheel lock, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So one day you, you might get that and you'll be able to have that right tool for the right person. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the idea is Paul doesn't discredit, discredit um, modalities. He just goes, well, 
you know what they call why they call surgeons hammers? Because all their clients are nails, <laughs> right? Yeah. It comes in. Oh, I got a cough. Let's do surgery. You know, hey, you got my elbow. My elbow hurts. Let's do surgery. Right. right. It's the same tool every time. Well, if you have a bigger toolbox, mm-hmm. you can you can help different people without you know putting them through more pain because right. you could you could see more because then when you learn a different modality you can go now apply it through the holistic mind and going okay well let's take it so far oh now you're getting out of balance mm. now let's take it a different direction and so you're constantly teetering on balance right. which is what the yin and the yang is right it's two dragons constantly eating each other right mm-hmm. consuming each other until they consume each other to, or until they balance each other out or when they get along mm-hmm. then Paradoxically, the whole thing starts over again. Right. Right. That's kind of the whole concept behind the Tao or the yin and the yang. Yeah. That's why there's always a little yin and yang, and there's always a little yang and the yin, right? Right. Um, but it's the same thing. We're not trying to be orthorexic to the point where we're weighing our food and, you know, making sure we're counting our breaths and we're doing the exact amount of reps, but we're also not sedentary eating whatever we want Mm -hmm. and drinking whatever we want and completely letting our bodies and our minds go to garbage. Right. Right. It's this, it's this balance, but most people have to go through the spectrum to understand it. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are like, you know, I'll take your word for it. This is, but most of my clients have been like me. Like I've tried everything. It doesn't work. (laughs) I need help. Right. You know, and that's how that's, the analogy is like being a drug addict. You can't tell a drug addict that he has a problem. He has to realize, or she has mm-hmm. to realize that they have a problem. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, I need some help. Right. I'm struggling. I'm done. Right. I'm tired of struggling. I'm, tr- I'm tired of being tired, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how you let people hit rock bottom. Right. You know? And so, and it's hard to watch, especially when they're close to you. Mm-hmm. But the immature therapist will want to take that pain away from them, realizing they're taking the very the biggest gift away of all is allowing them to learn about an experience mm-hmm. through living through it, hopefully surviving through it. You know, right. you know, many people are lucky. You know, a lot of people are not lucky and mm-hmm. they, it, it consumes them. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you're, you, it, it becomes a codependent relationship again. Right. As opposed to thinking about like, how can I, uh, support this person in a way that's going to help them um, not only move out of the p- place of pain, but actually grow as people, get stronger as athletes mm-hmm. or whatever that thing might be. Yeah. Um, I think just in general, um, you know, we all have that experience of being in our bodies and that feeling when you just don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with me or, yeah. you know, whether it's the you know, kind of just at-home athlete person who's not mm-hmm. really doing anything, um, you know, super advanced or whatever, but we still will get those, you know, an ache in the shoulder mm-hmm. or a crick in the neck, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the way to the other end of the spectrum where you have Olympians or, like, mm-hmm. I believe you said you're a weightlifting coach mm-hmm. as well, you know, people who are really trying to get that next edge up on their mm-hmm. performance, see those different stats improving, um, that having someone who can help you kind of go through those diagnostics, I guess, mm-hmm. like when you take your car to the mechanic, when you have your engine check light on, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, my engine check light is on. Can you help me figure out which of the hundreds of potential things is going mm-hmm. on? And they actually have to like plug it into something and they have a computer that can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like working with a check practitioner is almost like how you go through those diagnostics. But you have your kind of general approach to how you go through and determine where the issue might be coming from. And then moving through all of those different 
components of the lifestyle and the mm -hmm. movement and all those different pieces to help it come together and really give the person um, a, a lasting solution, yeah. a lasting answer. Mm -hmm. um, because undoubtedly, they'll probably experience that problem again sometime in their life. So by empowering them with that knowledge and that tool, you're really giving them such a great gift, uh, which is so much more meaningful than just doing, you know, something to relieve the pain. The whole, if you teach a man to fish mm -hmm. um, saying. The goal is awareness, you know, and through the paperwork, they think they're doing it for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I could read it, I can analyze it, I can see what's going on, write it down, but really, they don't realize they're doing it for them. Mm. Most people externalize what they want to do. Oh, right. I want to get better so I can, you know, make my family proud. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I want to achieve this to make sure my son knows I'm a, you know, go-getter, you know. But really, it's like, do it for you. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do it for you, I tell people to externalize it. Because if you're not, if you don't have enough self-worth to be able to do that, we have to work towards that. Mm. Not everyone can just snap their fingers and be like, oh, I'm worth it, you know. And that takes a lot of, time for people that have been beat down and carved down mm. but so you're doing this you're giving them all this paperwork and you're, you're giving them health appraisal questionnaires and you're that go through organ systems that go through musculoskeletal system nervous system you know going through their uh masculine or feminine uh, uh genitals you know okay was well, your prostate out of shape or is your uterus or ovaries out of shape right i guess those wouldn't be genitals but organs sex organs um yeah um but then when we look at what's out of balance and then they fill out a diet log mm. that what they're eating, drinking, you know, on a daily basis. And I tell them, don't forget those cookies that you had before bed to write those down because they don't, because they count, mm -hmm. you know, just because like, oh, it's before bed, you know, oh, it's <laughs> after dinner time. Like it's not part of the, you know, the, they count, you know, put them down, you know, <laughs> and then they start. And, I would and, say they maybe even count more so yeah. than the things that happen during the normal yeah. times that we eat. <laughs> so then they have poop logs. Then they have to actually look at their poop. Oh, why do I have to look at my poop? Well, could there be parasites, undigested food in there? You know, you can have what color is it, what shape is it, because that tells you what happens mm -hmm. inside of your body. And then how much water are you drinking? You know, then, then it gets deeper, because when we have archetype logs, and then we have um, uh, going into childhood development, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. then, and then so, so we look at all these things, and they're writing these, and these questions are really thought-provoking. You have to make you think and reflect and... And so, once again, they think they're doing it for me, you know, but it's really for them. Mm -hmm. And so when they bring me all these things, as they're writing, they're, it's a form of catharsis. You know, yeah. they're letting this out on paper, and they bring it to me, and I'm like, I feel, if I get still enough, I feel the vibration of the paper, and I go, oof, okay, this is what's happening, yeah. you know. And then I start annotating things, and it takes hours for me. It takes me about, you know, three or four hours to, to annotate someone's paperwork, and it takes me, you know, two hours plus to fill out their program so that which tells them what they need and what they need to do to take care of themselves in the process of us getting treatment, right? Mm -hmm. They need to look at these things, practice this meditation, this would be good for you, go to see this this human being or right. and so Paul also teaches you all the other modalities that can help, right? Mm -hmm. That he's that he's worked with in the past. And oh well this person has this, find someone that does this. Oh this person has this, find someone that does this. Because anything that's out of the scope of your uh, out of scope of practice, you need to refer out. When in doubt refer out, you know? Right. So, cause like I could do a lot of body work. I can do a lot of manipulations. I could do a lot of stretching cause I'm licensed and certified in those things. Mm -hmm. But when clients come to me with, you know, metal in their teeth or mercury in their teeth, well, I can't pull someone's mercury out. I have to find a <laughs> dentist, right? right? So it's kind of like this out of the scope, but I can identify it and go, it looks mm -hmm. like you have metal in your mouth. 
Um, can you tell me what kind of metal it is? No, I can't. Well, can you go to your dentist and tell me what kind of metal? You know, so it yeah. allows you to be able to see more things because if you're coaching someone that has a shoulder problem with liver toxicity, but their mouth is full of metal, you're not going to help their shoulder. Mm. You, you, see how, you yeah. see how it kind of works and call it, it kind of just goes downhill because if yeah. you're constantly poisoning yourself or if someone's trying to get away from leaky gut but they t- but what they're not telling you is they eat gluten once a week or once a month and they say ah it's okay you know but it's not yeah. especially if you're celiac or if you have full onset leaky gut mm-hmm. it's not okay you know yeah. um, until that everything heals and then we could reassess to see if that's still worth it or not you know so right. so they're filling out all this paperwork I'm looking at it, breaking it down, and then referring people out to wherever they need to. I mean, I have people constantly going to dentists and and orthodontists and, mm. you know, chiros for quick adjustments and things like that. For like, right. oh, this thing is stubborn. You know, you could either pay 20 bucks for your chiropractor to do this in a second, or you could pay me 250 bucks, and I'll, it'll take me some time. You know, I'm like, let's do the most money, you know, time right. and financial, you know, way to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. So... It all depends on all those things. Right. Some people just don't feel comfortable, so I'll do it, you know, right. out of mind. Right. I was just trying to help, you know, mm-hmm. and and share the love, you know, with other people and other trainers. But at the same time, it's like once you teach someone how to move, even though I'm a personal trainer, I don't enjoy the training. But there's plenty of trainers that do. Right. You know, but a lot of trainers may not see the movement imbalances that deep. Mm. So then once a human being is functioning and moving again, then they can pretty much join any gym, any boot camp, because they already understand, hey, my body's breaking down. They already understand the tools and awareness about themselves. Like, yeah. hey, this is what I'm breaking down. I'm actually not, I don't don't need to exercise. I'm actually just stressed out. Mm. And I maybe need to meditate or take a shower, or take a sauna or, you know, go for a, a walk, you know, or, right. you know, you know what I mean? They learn how to identify, they learn how to self-treat. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea is, once again, the independent approach versus, you know, someone that comes in three times a week. And that's right. initially that happens. But our goal is to, like, if I can see you less, great. Right. And there are people that are going to want to constantly get better, like athletes. They constantly want to get better. Right. After you fix one thing, there's another thing on the plate, you uh-huh. know. And that's fine, you know. But that increases longevity and they have a time for that. But someone that sits behind a desk, you could teach them everything they need to know that they could, they could live a happy life without right. pain, and be able to play with their kids, mm. you know, and go to a restaurant and know what food to eat, what food not to eat mm. for their body type. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like being able, being broad enough to be able to identify all that. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like building uh, like a sixth sense almost, which is that ability to listen to your body and, and hear what it needs mm-hmm. um, to notice if something is... Um, yeah, maybe telling you that like your stress is too high or you're spreading yourself too thin emotionally mm-hmm. or just energetically, you know, we will take on so many things that just having that extra sensibility to uh, look inward and kind of be able to assess where you're at and mm-hmm. um, and then empowering them with the information and the choices that like, hey, well, there's this route you can take or there's this route you can take. And then um, allowing them to kind of choose their own path so that, you know, even down to whether they go get a chiropractic adjustment or whether they just have, you know, work with you that's going to like gently and more slowly shift those vertebrae as needed, uh, that they get to really choose for them what feels most aligned and what's going to make them um, feel better at the end of the day. Yeah. Because largely I think people... um, 
you know, we kind of like that uh, quality of just being told what to do, you know, 30-day mm -hmm. programs and this, mm -hmm. and, like, let's break it all down step by step. Um, but then also on a more, like, actually helping someone with a significant issue or a chronic issue that's maybe given them issues for a long time, having that extra insight and really individualized approach mm -hmm. to what you're doing and all the different options you're giving them, um, you can really see how that um, just kind of opens the, uh, the ceiling, so to speak, for mm -hmm. people to get even bigger gains than what they came in looking for. Mm -hmm. And maybe stopping the pain or the problem is just the beginning. Yeah. And now they're able to even look forward from that. Like it's not just getting rid of a headache or getting rid mm -hmm. of a low backache or whatever. Mm -hmm. They can really start looking forward what other gains they want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did want to say I never tell people what to do. That's the thing. People think I tell them what to do. I never tell them what to do. I never make decisions for people. You know, I always give them what they need or what, what they're needing, mm -hmm. and I'll let them choose. I like that. Because there's, the th there's the three routes. There's the optimal route, there's the suboptimal route, and there's the indifferent route. You can either do everything that I recommend and try it, see if it works. Mm -hmm. You could do some of the things and may work a little bit, or you could do nothing, right? And so I just lay it out on the table, and then the adult in front of me, or the, sometimes the child in front of me, you know, if they're a child, it's a little different because they're still codependent. Right. You know, so then, then their parents reinforce and things like that. But as an adult, you know, I just give them options. Mm -hmm. We could do this treatment. You can rec I recommend you go here. I recommend here. I recommend here, here's what is happening in your personal relationship. Here's, I'm just reflecting back to you the words that you're telling me, you know, mm -hmm. and then you have a decision to make. Like, it's your choice. Yeah. It's not my choice. It's not my life. Right. I'm just, I'm just more of like a, a magnifying glass or like a, like a mirror on the wall, you know, that allows you to see your reflection in, in through me. Mm -hmm. right? Well, what do you really want? And I'll reflect back to you what you're looking for. But that's through the self-work that you do. Because if you don't do that, what that looks like is if someone comes in, what's a good one? If someone comes in with an eating disorder and you have an eating disorder, as a coach, you're going to be telling them how you would fix your eating disorder, mm. which could be different from theirs, their right. problem. Right. And they're going to try it, and then it may work, it may not work, but then you're going to feel good about yourself and then still have an eating disorder. Mm. And then here are all these clients, you know, potentially not listening to you all the way and you're going to get frustrated. Why aren't they listening until one day you get that knock on your awareness door that says, are you listening? You know? <laughs> and so that's kind of how everything works. You know, yeah. same thing with gluten intolerance. Oh, gluten's fine. Or, you know, glyphosate's fine until you clear all that junk out of your system and you're like, wow, I feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. And then you go ahead and you eat something that's not good for you or not beneficial to your being. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I can see the difference. Yeah. Because the, they're not parallel because if you eat really healthy or if you eat really poorly and you eat healthy one day, you don't notice a difference. But if you eat really healthy for you and you eat poorly one day, you notice it. Yeah. You feel like hungover. It feels like you, you, you were drinking, smoking, didn't get enough sleep all because you ate something bad. You're bloated. And you're like, what is happening to me? Yeah. But you don't notice it when it's in, when the when the when the relationship is uh, reversed. Right. You know, and that's the beauty of it. As you get healthier and just, all right, I know I got to do this. You know, sometimes people just got to be stubborn and just kind of. Yep, let's let's figure this out, get routine of it, and then the law of facilitation, which is 
whenever a, um, a neuron passes through a certain impasse, or I think I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this, um, when a signal passes through a certain set of, um, uh, well, I'm totally blanking on it right now, a certain set of, um, let's just say a path, the, pa the path of resistance becomes less and less, meaning that signal happens quicker and quicker. So the resistance, mm. like for example, if I told you now you have to start writing with your left hand, at first you'd be like, you're thinking, and then eventually you would just start writing. You like, like you can with your right hand. You can just sit there and probably jot notes without looking at the paper mm -hmm. and know that like, okay, peripheral vision, here's the lines. I'm kind of writing in the lines, and this is what's happening. So it gets easier and easier and easier and easier. Like you don't have to, when you're cooking, you don't have to look at your meat and going, oh, where is this? Is it, did it brown all halfway yet? You just look <laughs> at it and you'll go, nope. And you'll just keep, keep chopping vegetables for the next meal. And it becomes so easy to the point where you'll open the lid and go... No, it's not done yet. And yeah. you, you just close it, you know, like our moms did or our grandmothers did, right? Mm -hmm. you, they're just, you're like, how do you do that? They're like, I just know. Because right. I've seen this piece of meat cooked, you know, right. 10,000 times. I know how this works, <laughs> which is which is mastery. 10,000 hours is how much how long it takes to master something mm. of perfect practice, right? So if you do the same thing over and over again through 10,000 hours, you will achieve mastery. Um, so they say. And... Um, um, kind of forgot where I was going with there, but, oh, okay. um, but that's why I enjoy the check system is they give you the tools and then they allow you to make your own decisions. Mm. And then Paul goes, if you don't believe me, try it. Yeah. You tell me how it is. The proof is in the pudding, yeah. as they say. See yeah. it for yourself yeah. and then you'll be a believer. <laughs> and then Paul always says, well, if you did it and you tried it and it didn't work, you probably did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't listening, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the joke he throws in there. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so, um, you know, just fascinating that, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, you know, we're talking about athletic performance. We get very, um, you know, focused on the physical and my body, what my body can do. Um, and then bringing in that there's actually all these other more like lifestyle and emotional components that could maybe even be... Um, uh, the barrier, so to speak, or mm -hmm. the limitation, the limiting factor that's maybe preventing you from reaching these other physical goals that you mm -hmm. had. Um, and you just think about, you know, where where most of us are at, you know, we live really stressful lifestyles. I think in general, um, people are feeling like we wish we had more time, we wish we could do more, all of these things. So just getting to that point where you feel really satisfied mm -hmm. with yourself with your level of um, strength or expertise or whatever. You know, so many of the videos um, that we make, you know, are for helping people to get stronger or lose weight or whatever it might be. Um, but it reminds me of something that you had, you know, mentioned a little earlier, which is you have the goal that you're working toward, but then seeing that, you know, maybe the path towards that goal is not exactly you know, fitting into the mm -hmm. little cookie cutter thing mm -hmm. that you were thinking it was. Yeah, there's a couple of things I wanted to say. People that I know that are going to be listening that don't believe in energy and like, they're like, ah, that's nonsense. How does my emotions dictate how I move my body? And the analogy is, do you drive differently when you're experiencing different emotions? Mm. When you're stressed out, how do you drive? When you're inattentive, how do you drive? When you're calm, how do you drive? When you don't have anywhere to go, how do you drive? Yeah. Someone cuts you off, you're like, 
got this. No big deal. He's probably mm-hmm. in a hurry, you know, versus when you're in a hurry, it's different. Well, in that analogy, you're the driver's, your brain or your unconscious versus the physical body, the physical structure, right? Mm-hmm. If you're inattentive, you're going to run into something, things like that. And the thing that I didn't mention at all, which is shocking, this whole thing revolves around, and you just reminded me of it, um, is what is people's dream? And you know how you go to the gym, they're like, what are your goals? You know, but like, what is your overarching dream for your life? Mm-hmm. And then what legacy do you want to leave behind? Because then you could really map out your life to the point where, well, if I'm not doing something that's not making me closer to my dream, then then why am I doing it? Mm. You know, have you seen all those videos that tell you like, they, they, they calculate, well, how much time do you sleep? Here's how much, you know, people live 80 years, you know, this is, you not really have control of your first 18 years. You have this many, you know, yeah, they, this is how many years of your life you sleep. And he's like, and then you, you have this little bowl of like time left. And you're like, well, this is how much time you left when you started with, you know, a pool of marbles or whatever it is. Right. And that's kind of the idea is what is your dream? Mm. You realistically have very little time throughout the day, especially mm. if you have kids, you know, cause you're not really working on your dream. You're working on cultivating these little creatures that, you know, came from your biological DNA or not biological DNA, you know, mm. and you're making sure that they, something in you is driving these kids, making these kids better than right. you were. And that's the goal, right? Because if you coach them properly, they're going to be better than you are, which is what you want, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want your kids to be worse than you, right? <laughs> Ideally, right? Right. Um, um, and if you do, we got to look into that, you know? But the idea is, what is the dream? So if you are a stay-at-home mom or you are a stay-at-home dad, like I am, well, in your spare time when you have very little time to coach people, well, what are you doing to make yourself better? Like mm-hmm. I sit in the sauna and listen to audiobooks, you know, or um, we're watching something on Gaia TV or watching The Power of Myth in between, like, like instead of watching a movie, we're watching something educational for ourselves, you know? Yeah. But that's just our dream. It doesn't have to be other people's dream. I'm just right. identifying what's true to me. You know, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the idea is what's true to the person that at the end of the day that when their head hits the pillow, they're happy and they're yeah. like, I achieved what I wanted to achieve or I'm still working for it. And mm-hmm. then it becomes a labor of love, which is sustainable versus like I have to get up tomorrow or live for Friday or, you know, I can't wait for Friday to happen or I can't wait for my next vacation to happen. You know, it's because mm-hmm. I haven't been on vacation realistically in maybe, I don't know, a, like a like a week or two week vacation in, man, like four years. But I don't need one. Mm. I just wake up happy every day. Yeah. Because, like, I wake up, my daughter's there, you know, wife is there, clients are, like, I'm, I have amazing clients, you know what I mean, that come in and just, like, want to get better because that's the values I've created. I've been very picky about who I work with, mm-hmm. you know. And if someone doesn't want to, you know, put in the effort, I'm like, that's fine. You're not ready. Like, it doesn't hurt my feelings to say no to me, you know. Yeah. If anything, you're helping me, you know. Right. And so... um and it, it all comes down to, yeah, happiness. Mm-hmm. So when your head hits a pillow, are you happy? Right. And if you are, you're probably not going to be as in much pain. Mm-hmm. And if you are, then physical things will help. Right. You know, the physical, the, the, the right physical um, modalities will help, you know, mm-hmm. whether, whatever the modality is, right. you know, or if it's something simple, you know, they're just doing something. I've had tons of clients like that where I'm just like, why don't you go to sleep? <laughs> oh yeah never thought about that you know the, i would I'm just playing with my kids all night you're like yeah i should get some sleep yeah and then and they probably should get some sleep yeah <laughs> and then their pain goes away you know but it's like th- li- like things like that happen yeah. a lot yeah you know where they almost like don't need coaching 
you know, not right now. Yeah. Because as they get sleep, other problems are going to occur, mm. which are going to be much more time involved. And Right. But... And I think that, you know, sometimes it does just kind of take that, uh, you know, outside perspective of someone looking in. Like, well, maybe you're just not sleeping enough. Well, maybe this, you know, job that you hate, like maybe we look at that or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we get kind of just the blinders on being in our own experience. Mm -hmm. So just having that, um, you know, and like you said earlier, even if you're not a coach, you know, theoretically, like you coach everyone in your life. Every time you're having a conversation with anyone, like you're maybe in a mutual coaching relationship with that person as you give things to them, um, teach things to people. And just in general, having that uh, intention, that dream that drives you, suddenly everything else is easier too. Your willpower to make the time, your discipline to do something that's difficult, uh, to do something challenging, come out of your comfort zone. All of those things just become so much easier when you have that true uh, purpose or dream that's guiding you rather than just a you know, feeling of, oh, well, I think I'll be happier if I can go down a size or I think I'll be happier if I whatever this mm-hmm. thing. Once you really get that real why, that real reason for yourself, suddenly everything seems so much more attainable um, and so much easier to approach in general. Yeah, and when you said like you, you if you if this isn't for you or you don't coach other people, you, you not only do you not coach other, you may not coach other people, which you don't think you are, but you are, but you also coach yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times before you get in a cold shower, you're like, I could do this. You know, <laughs> or you jump in a cold pool, I got this. You yeah. Know? Or you're your own worst enemy. You're like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it. So why even try? It just depends mm-hmm. on which coach you got going on. Right. Because you do coach yourself. But it depends on where your mental state is at or how much how much value you hold on yourself reflects on how you talk to yourself, which reflects on how you project that into everyone else. Mm. Right? Yeah. And then it could be either, you know, like the devil and angel on the shoulder thing, but you may just have the devil or you may just have the angel. Mm-hmm. And they all have their own benefits, right? Right. The devil will ex- help you experience some pain teach you how teach you how not to live or how the inefficient way to live for you is right? right people always just look at things like bad and good and bad and good are just judgments mm-hmm. right well observations are well that didn't work for me I, I don't think I should do that again mm-hmm. versus that was a bad thing to do well that has to, in order to determine bad or good you need a polarity and in order to determine bad or good people have to believe in a certain thing and it all comes down to beliefs right because if you don't believe it's bad, or if you do it every day, well, it's just it's just what we do, mm-hmm. right? Well, we just go hunting every day. Right. And then someone's like, killing animals is bad. And you're like, well, that's how we survive. I don't know how to, what to tell you. Yeah. Like, then what do we do? Well, eat the plants. I feel sick eating plants, you know? And then, the, and then here they go. There's these beliefs between bad and good, right? right? But who's right? Well, it's what works for the person, mm-hmm. you know? And it comes down to, yeah, beliefs are strong. Because we get, we get deep into beliefs. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole here because yeah. it's very controversial and very mm-hmm. you know, triggering for a lot of people to talk about their beliefs and to, mm-hmm. you know, question their own beliefs when they're like, well, if you believe in it, why are you upset by it? Right. You know, it should bring harmony into your life. Yeah. You know? Um, I, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. It's okay. I was just going to go on. I just felt myself about to fall off a... 
on a tangent. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that that um, it still holds, you know, just as much importance in this discussion as anything else in that sense that um, if we can, uh, you know, be able to, to take that third per, uh, person perspective a little bit on our beliefs and even evaluating, like, mm-hmm. is this serving me? Is this helping me? Because um, you're right. It is very um, controversial in a lot of, you know, different um areas, so to speak, whether it's like dietary things, eating meat versus not eating meat, um, all of those different things that we become very, um, I guess we cling to very tightly in a lot of ways, but then maybe that even like puts those blinders on again, Mm -hmm. where then we're just like acting on these certain assumptions or these Mm -hmm. certain beliefs, or maybe we don't even realize that, you know, to take one that's been really common, um, you know, nutrition that like fats are bad. You know, we were all told that like fats make you fat and don't eat fats, but all these problems have then stemmed from that. Mm-hmm. So then to give somebody this one piece, which is like, well, actually not all dietary fats are bad for you. Actually, some of them are good for you. Then suddenly you can just kind of see how the blinders come off and they can be like, oh, this new way of seeing things and maybe they discover all of these new answers and solutions um, that or just yeah. kind of comes from them being able to uh, to shift their thinking or at least be open-minded. Maybe that's the take-home message. Yeah. Or they just keep taking the pharmaceuticals and complaining about the pain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that their cholesterol goes a little high and then all of a sudden they don't realize, well, cholesterol is a pre- precursor to testosterone, human growth hormone, and it builds your cell wall so every cell wall in your body has to do with cholesterol. So when your body is under stress, your cholesterol goes up, mm. right? And so when you're looking at it from that aspect, you're like, well, if your body's under stress and you're breaking it down and exercising, you're probably going to need some more cholesterol. Mm. But then if it exceeds a certain way, like the Eskimos need to be on tons of statins, you know, right? Because their cholesterol is through the roof, right. but they have no heart disease. You know, so the, just things like that just don't make sense right. because everyone's different, right? you know? Like it's the diesel and the and the gas analogy. They're both fuels, but one can handle more than another, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you put a 103 octane into a, you know, a car that takes 90, I don't know, 97, it'll probably run a lot better. But if you take 97 and put it in 103, that requires more efficiency mm-hmm. or at a higher burn rate, it's going to run super slow and sluggish. Mm-hmm. And the high fuel or the high octane fuel actually start to break down the car that that it runs too hot for right Mm. so if you take it into a regular car it's not reinforced to handle that much heat and it actually will wear the car out faster which is our society right we take pre-workouts and we take caffeine and then we take sugar and then we don't sleep and our bodies just run hot and they break down Mm -hmm. and you know once you look at it from a unbiased perspective and just go well what's really happening Mm -hmm. it, it becomes very easy to see Right. Then it becomes getting over the belief of, well, this is just a habit of mine. You know, this is just something we do, or I just have to get up and get my coffee. Why? Because a Folgers commercial every day woke you up. <laughs> Best part of waking up is Folgers in my cup. You know what I mean? Like, that's conditioning over and over again until mm-hmm. it becomes habit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if I asked anyone, like, if you think of a car commercial or a auto insurance commercial, people will be able to list a couple of them off in their head. Or mm-hmm. just, boom, like... Saves you 15%, you know? You already know which one I'm talking about, right? right? But that's conditioning, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? That's reinforced over and over and over and over until you need car insurance, and that's where you go. Mm -hmm. 
You don't even look other places. You right. don't even look at the mom and pop's places, right? Right. And that's kind of the idea. Is over and over again, things get reinforced. And things that you could do one way, the same logic applies you could do the other way. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you can eat sugar until you're sick, you can also eat vegetables until you're healthy. Yeah. You know? Not, um, as a plain analogy. Mm-hmm. But they both work. Yes, you, your taste buds have to change. Yes, it's going to not taste good. Yes, you aren't going to want more sugar and you're going to crave it because you probably have parasites and candida throughout your body. Yes, it's going to be unpleasant. But then when you start adapting and you start clearing all, this, uh, uh, that, uh, all of that out of your system, you're going to go, wow, I've never tasted a blueberry before. Mm. You know, And then you're like, wow, blueberries taste really good. And it's not a flavor. Right. You know, it's, a, it's not blueberry. It's a real blueberry. It's not blue number 40 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the idea is, and then you start eating sugary things again. You're like, ugh. Yeah. But that's the same thing going backwards, mm-hmm. right? Like things that are too sugary and things that are not sugary enough now don't taste, they taste too bland. But now things that once tasted bland, now you have too much sugar and that tastes way too sweet. Yeah. Right? But it's, it, it just takes time and work and patience and responsibility mm. you know, to get over the conditioning of our system, which tries to put us in doctor's hands, which put us in hospitals, which put them under surgeons, which puts us on uh, pharmaceuticals, which mm-hmm. put us, it recommends us to eat, you know, by the, rec, by the, you know, what is it? Registered it's dietitian, registered <laughs> dietitian, you know, which tells you to eat whole wheat bread and gluten, which throws you into a stomach ache and throws you into the doctor's office again. And then the doctor, you know, sends you to a, a gastroenterologist, which sends you to, says there's nothing wrong with you or there is something wrong with you. We got to cut something out, which sends you to another person, which cuts something out. And now you're like, hey, this isn't working now. Well, yeah, they cut like a foot out of your, you know, of your colon out, you know, or your intestine out. And then now this whole, pro- spir- uh, this whole problem spirals mm-hmm. out of control and all, all because, you know, you're not listening to yourself, yeah. you know, who is the best doctor of all. Not necessarily you'll know the answers, but you'll know when something's wrong, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, if, if anyone has kids, you know when they're like, wait, why is it too quiet? Which is different than when they're like playing by themselves quiet, right? They're like, what yeah. are they doing? You know, <laughs> that's all intuition. That's all receiving energy, right? right? And it's, or like, you know, like, oh, I haven't thought about Mary in a while. Oh, Mary's calling me. That's weird, right? Yeah. And we all have that. But once we learn how to identify the signals, it becomes so much easier to navigate life, but no one ever gives us the tools because all of our wise men, right? All of our wise people are now in nursing homes. Mm. They don't live with us anymore. They don't live in their tribe anymore, right? The people that have collected all this knowledge don't have anywhere to pass it to anymore. Yeah. You see how that works, Mm -hmm. right? So now we rely on our parents, which are working constantly, trying to put food on our table and give us to daycares, right? I'm just generally speaking here, right? Give us the daycares, and then we learn from someone that has no experience, you know, just learns how to have fun and play and things like that, and just was taught something, and then they just perpetuate whatever they want to teach you, mm. right? Versus what's true for you. Yeah. And it definitely sounds like, you know, working with um, working with a Czech practitioner, someone like you, um, that you're really, yeah, just kind of giving them that extra... Um, you know, extra set of eyes, so to speak, to be able to look at their situation and all of those different moving parts that either we just have the blinders on and we can't see, or maybe we've just never even known to look Mm -hmm. to that particular area. Um, But then actually working with somebody who can actually go through a very extensive diagnostic um, to help bring that little 
you know, I like the sixth sense or seventh sense or whatever that it would be, but that extra sensibility that you can actually listen to your body and use that to guide you to, you know, where it's going to be at its um, optimal performance, happiness, energy, all of those different things that um, come together in that holistic approach. Yeah. And then as a, as a therapist, once you, once you realize what your truths are, other people's truths don't trigger them because mm. you can line up 12 truly enlightened human beings and they may all have a different idea of God or what their idea of God is. And they all could be right. Right. Or they all are right if they are truly enlightened. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's 12 different people with 12 different perspectives. Right. And so when you look at it, I, I don't, I don't judge anyone for their beliefs which is why it makes it easy for people to coach with me. Because mm-hmm. if you want to believe in Christianity, cool. If you want to be Muslim, cool. I, I have. You want to be vegan, cool. As long as it's working for you, mm-hmm. right? But if you know you're sick, we're gonna start looking into why. Right. Well, maybe maybe that's just not what you need. But if you're willing to take this to your grave, then then you don't need coaching. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you just need to work through it. You just need to keep practicing what you're thinking is right. Right. You know? And so, but that's the immature person wanting to take all the pain away. Right. You know? <laughs> but I, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. I mean, I died when I was three, you know, on the hospital table, and they had to bring me back to life oh with a tracheotomy and adrenaline in my heart. And then they started it back up, and I was on monitors and respiratory tubes for months and things like that. And so oh then we moved to the United States from Ukraine. And so, yeah, I mean, things just have just... I've just watched things happen without knowing why they're happening. Mm. But then when I'm there, I'm, I can reflect and go, oh, wow. If that didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened, then this wouldn't have happened, then this wouldn't have happened. I can't believe that all happened. And it was all because I, life was guiding me somewhere. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it, it becomes much more interesting once you learn how to map out your life versus letting life happen for you, knowing what is in store, because mm-hmm. you don't know. Because if there's no mystery, there would be no, there would be no purpose, right? Right? Because if you knew in five years what was going to happen, you'd either a want to change everything about it, <laughs> or you'd want to just be like, oh, I can slack off. But really, it's the hard work and in the process that got you there, right? Of unknowing, mm-hmm. and then you can reflect and go, Wow, that was incredible! I can't believe I did that. Yeah. It's actually not incredible because it's credible because I just did it, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that whole piece of if you know what the future is, then didn't you just discount the future from happening because the future only was going to be that because you didn't know what it was. And then once you see the future, then arguably you've already like changed what's going to happen. I don't know. That's from maybe back to the future. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all that stuff, all that stuff is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of that kind of exploration into time travel is interesting. Like the butterfly effect, right? You change one flap of a butterfly's wings and everything changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, life is just fascinating. Yeah. And so anytime people have pain, it's just always looking at what's really happening, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I've never met, I've never seen a more comprehensible system that you can add things to, you know, that just like, it becomes a base. Mm-hmm. And then you could plug other things in. Like I can go to chiropractic school, learn chiropractic and still be a check practitioner. I can go to physical therapy school and still see through the lens of a check practitioner, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can be a massage therapist, and I am, but I could still see through the eye. Like, if I was only a massage therapist, but I went through, you know, Paul check system, I'd be like, wow, this is all this stuff going on. You need this, 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 this. But I'm just going to keep working on you, on your soft tissue. But I can find out all these problems or 
I have to live with the fact that I'm not really telling you what, how to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the next level of, well, once you know, you have a responsibility. Yeah. Right? They, they say it's the weight of knowledge, right? It can be so, like if, if the weight of knowledge, if the, if the knowledge was a tree, the weight of the knowledge of the fruit that it bears could be mm. so big that it breaks the branches. Wow. Right? And so you have a responsibility to feed all these people knowledge, right? And everyone does it in their own way. Right. Right? That's an interesting thing about life. Yeah. So, Alex, I just want to thank you so much for sharing all of this knowledge with us today. And I definitely want to have you back on the program sometime again soon. Yeah, that'd be great. I want to thank all of you for tuning in to the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. The Wellness Plus Podcast, copyright 2018, Target Public Media, LLC, all rights reserved.